Hello and welcome everybody to episode 10 for the double figures of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony McCormick, and Ben Aitken from Narrowing the Field. So, welcome along everyone, episode 10. Hi Ben, no national hunt racing for us to cover this week. Uh, what, uh, what are we going to do, mate? What are we going to do? We're going to do Lingfield, are we? Uh, no, we're going <laughs> to avoid that stuff. Probably going to get called off anyway. Um, no, we are going to we're gonna look past the big freeze, Tony, and we're going to have a bit of a, a trends dig into two of the big field handicaps that will, fingers crossed, be taking place over the festive period. Excellent stuff, yeah, yeah, and uh, well, indeed we are. Uh, those two races being the Welsh National from Chepstow on the 27th of December and the Paddy Power Chase, the Grade B Paddy Power Chase from Leopardstown also on the 27th of December and squeezed in between those two races uh, at Ben's request, <laughs> of course. Uh, it's our football Trixie back, uh, top, middle and bottom. And uh, where are we heading to this week, Ben? We're going back to Dumbarton territory, Tony. <laughs> this Scottish League's is Tony going to go for Dumbarton? Dun, dun, dun. Well, I, I hope the back from the holidays, uh, uh, um, all the wages they've been spending on uh, on holidays, seen in Benidorm apparently a week on Tuesday. Scandalous, Tony. <laughs> Scandalous. Right, off we go. First race we're covering is the Welsh National, set to be run at Chepstow. Uh, on the 27th of December, off at 2.50, over three miles, six and a half furlong, the Coral Welsh National Handicap. Uh, at the minute, we've got 51 runners still uh, standing, but it's a maximum of 20 go to post. Ben, do you want to start us off on that one? Yep, Welsh National, uh, always a, a grueling contest. Almost always run on soft or heavy ground. Indeed, only two of the last 25 were not run on soft or heavy. Uh, to highlight just how tough the race is, uh, 444 horses have run in the race in the last 25 renewals. A whopping 219 of them have failed to complete the race. So a smidge under 50% of the runners have failed to make it around. 178 of them were pulled up. 40% of the Welsh national runners finished pulled up. So really, really need staying power for this one, Tony. No wimps allowed in this race. Um, on the trends front, and I have this marked up as one of the strongest trends races on the calendar myself, uh, three trends to help listeners narrow the field. All of the last 50 winners passed the following three trends. Recorded a top three finish on one of their last three starts. Ran in a handicap last time out between two miles seven and a half furlong and three miles five and a half furlongs. And recorded a top six finish last time out. Uh, won or beaten no more than 15 lengths on that run. Uh, as you said, still 50 runners in the race, Tony, at the time of recording, Friday 16th of December. Uh, naturally, any shortlist is going to be more of a, a long list, I suppose, but those, those three trends, they do chop the field down to just under a third. Um, one of those runners that fits the trends, uh, and he actually meets a bunch of wider trends that I gave to my, my members early, earlier this week when analysing the race. Uh, that horse is the winner of the 2020 renewal, which was run in January 2021. Uh, Secret Reprieve. Now, 
the horse himself, he has strong chips to form. Three wins, a second and a fifth from five starts at the track. The fifth coming in last season's renewal of the Welsh National, where he, he came into the race without a warm-up run uh, and his fitness told late on that day. He's had a pipe opener this time around. He gets to run off the same mark as when he won the race two renewals back. And he should get his prime conditions again this year. Uh, those conditions being soft or heavy ground in December or January and coming off a break of 45 days or less, where he is three wins from three starts. Now, he's available at 14-1 to 1 in most books and 16-1 to 1 at Bet365. And I'd, I'd be very disappointed if he didn't go close again this year as favourite track. Uh, I'll be pretty sure he's been primed to peak at this race this year. So Secret Reprieve would be my main one right now. Um, again, as I said, I did cover this race for my members early in the week and there's there's not, there's a few you, you can put up at this stage. But if I had to pick one at really juicy prices, then the horse that finished second to Secret Reprieve in the 2020 renewal, uh, the Two Amigos, I think he's worth a mention. Mm-hmm. Now he's He ran off the a mark of 142 when he came second that year. Gets it of 127 this year, Tony. Um, can he win it? Probably not. Can he plug on for a place? I'd say there's a decent chance. Uh, yet to pull up in 28 clear starts. You know, he, he stays all day. He's available at prices ranging from 25 to 1 up to 50 to 1. Um, and yeah, the two amigos, he'd be he'd be an each way throw of the dart for me at big prices, along with Secret Reprieve. Um, yourself, Tony, what you got? I'm with you, uh, dear Ben. Uh, Secret Reprieve, uh, of course, nice. as you say, course and distance winner by Flemings Firth, whose progeny have a good uh, record at Chepstow. As you say, uh, not repeating what you've said, uh, Coral Welsh National Trial Handicap Chase winner uh, back in uh, December 2020 and uh, winning the race itself when it got transferred um, just about uh, about two weeks later, I think it was. Yeah, winning the uh, yeah Coral Welsh National um, at Grade Three, of course, uh, winning by three lengths, beating the two amigos on both both uh, races there, and uh, ran well last year as well in the Welsh National Trial. Uh, and when he was um, uh, sorry, ran well on the National Trial earlier this this month, rather second of ten, beating eight lengths Farinet, possibly. Uh, Needed that run uh, a bit after, because you can forget his run in October at Carlisle. That was just a, a non-event, I don't think, uh, there. But, uh, yeah, run came a little bit back to form uh, last time out, uh, third of the earlier this month, uh, finishing second of ten runners, beating eight lengths. And I think Secret Reprieve is a decent old bet there, at, uh, available at 16 to 1 at the time of recording. And my other one is Jerry Cole Rock, uh, for trainer David Pipe, there's no jockey booking up at the minute, but he ran well uh, in a cup. Well, he, again, he probably needed the race on his. Um, well, he ran a handicap hurdle on uh, return to action at Aintree in November. Possibly needed the run again in the Grade Three Coral Gold Cup handicap chase at Newbury. Uh, over three mile two furlongs, uh, finishing third of fifteen to Le Milos. Uh, a good attempt there, good effort rather um, in that one. Uh, that was last month at Newbury, as I say. Uh, Jerry Colt Rock 
for the from the David Pipe Yard uh, to round fourteen to one and Secret Reprieve. I'm with you, sixteen to one. I think that's uh, a really good price for a course and distance winner and uh, a horse with form in this race. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, Tony. I think it's a surprise Secret Reprieve is. Is double figures myself. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Good luck with that one. Right, moving on. Uh, top middle and uh, top middle and bottom is back. It's just for fun. It's a one pound Trixie from us both, so it's four pound in total. And we will get the running totals off Ben in a sec. Yeah, just remind me, it's just for fun. Top, middle, or bottom. Top, middle, or bottom. One pound Trixie from us both. Four pound in total. Running totals, please, Ben. Okay, so both minus four last week. Close on a couple of them. One winner. Uh, some draws. But Tony, plus 26.15. Myself, plus 31.72. Yeah. Still nicely, still nice in profit, but yeah. off, we go to, off we go to Scotland. Tony, I'll let you start. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh are away at uh, to win away at Partick Thistle. Um, there must be something about <laughs> must be something about those at the top of the Scottish leagues. Uh, Air currently top of the championship. Uh, they are away at Partick Thistle, who are fifth. Uh, yet Air are nineteen to ten. Uh, well, two to one they were. They're now nineteen to ten. Uh, so Air away at Partick Thistle, and we then move into League One. Uh, with Dunfermline, the leaders, away, uh, unbeaten in the last five, unbeaten uh, in the last five, as I say. They are away to Edrionians, who are, um, uh, yeah, fair enough, sixth in the uh, in the championship. But uh, Dunfermline, top, lost just once this season. They are seven to five to win away at Airdrie. Bizarre. And uh, our good friends, and I'm sticking with them. I'm sticking with them. No deal. No deal. Sticking with them, uh, Dumbarton at home to Stenhouse Muir. Stenhouse Muir are sixth in the league. Uh, Dumbarton um, have only lost two games this season, but have drawn four. And I know all about two of those, but the four points clear at the top of the league. Uh, bizarrely, um, even money favourite at home uh, this week. So air away at Party Thistle, Dunfermline away at Airdrie, seven to five. Dumbarton at home to Stenhouse Muir. Even money, Ben. Tom, I'm not Tom saying any more. Not saying anything Tom more. And Tony, man, you're a glutton <laughs> for punishment. Um, right, me top Scottish Championship Inverness Cali to beat Hamilton Aki's seventeen to ten. Hamilton beat Cali last weekend in the Challenge Cup, but let's be honest, no one cares about that cup. Uh, Cali fielded a youth team pretty much, so Cali to take revenge this weekend. Middle Scottish first. Aloha to beat Falkirk at 17-10. to 10. Aloha are the league top scorers at home. A win here to beat them in the top three. I think they'll be up for that. Aloha to beat Falkirk. Bottom, Scottish second, Elgin City, my hometown where I grew up. Elgin City to beat Albion Rovers at 9-5. to five. Albion have conceded more at home than they've scored. Elgin have scored more away from home than they've conceded. Simple maths, Tony. Elgin to win. Get in, absolutely. That's that's how we do this. <laughs> um, in, interesting, stuff. not really interesting, but not interesting. I didn't get trials for Elgin City, and I was the only player in my school team that didn't get trials for Elgin City because I got sent off the weekend before the trials were due <laughs> to take place. 
a Luis Suarez that on the line got sent off. Oh, what right. A trial. I was going to ask Shocking. why you got sent off. Yeah, a Luis Suarez did before Luis Suarez was a thing. So there you go. Uh, never Luis sent Luis. off in my uh, semi-pro and uh, amateur. Um, I got sent off a five-a-side once. Nah, it doesn't count. That was, uh, that, no, that doesn't count, does it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. good luck with that one then. Yeah, Inverness, Cali, Alloa and Elgin. Good stuff. Yeah, great stuff. But back to back to what we're here for, Tony. Yeah. The racing. Um, and we are heading to Ireland for the next Early League Festival Trends race. Uh, we're going to the Paddy Power Chase from Leperstown. Like the Welsh National, set to be run on the 27th of December. So... Tony, you going to kick us off for that one? Yeah, off at three o'clock at Leopardstown on the 27th. Ben, uh, 57 runners are still in the race. Uh, now, usually, everybody usually gets 27, 28, 29 runners in this, so uh, uh, plenty to go at here. I have a short list of four, but three trends I'm looking at are age between six and eight, running within 45 days, and also no bigger than 16 to one on their last run. So, and usually you find that they've, they've run in a, a big field as well. So no bigger than 16 to one on their last run. So kind of quietly fancied. And also uh, very quickly, um, I know you only do three trends, but uh, Irish or French bread uh, in the last eight years, uh, GB breads are not from 12 with one place. So uh, Irish uh, or French bread. And I get down to a short list of, and we'll take them, uh, in race card order at the moment, Frontal Assault, which is also in the Welsh National, by the way, everyone. Uh, Gigginstown House Stud Colours, Frontal Assault, trained by Gordon Elliott. Uh, that's currently 10 to 1 at the moment. Uh, Frontal Assault finished 5th of uh, 22, uh, 5th of 18, beating 22 lengths behind the Big Dog uh, at uh, Navan last time out in the Troy Town Handicap Chase which is a great B chase, and that's a good race for horses running well in that and coming into this race. And actually, Frontal Assault was sent off the 3-1 to favourite that day, uh, finishing 5th of 18. That's currently available at 10-1. to Next up, Recite a Prayer, who was last seen finishing 12th of 22, beating uh, 47 lengths behind Ashtown Lad at uh, Aintree, brought over for Aintree uh, for the Beecher Handicap Chase. Uh but he did run a um, a good race in the uh, just bear with me behind Captain Kangaroo at and he was a beaten favourite as well eleven to two favourite beaten at Cork in the Cork Grand National which again a Grade B chase that's another good uh, header and another good race that uh, horses running well in that in November coming on to run well in the Paddy Power at Leopardstown over Christmas. So that's Recite a Prayer. And the winner of that race is also on my shortlist, Captain Kangaroo, currently available at 16 to 1. Both Captain Kangaroo and Recite a Prayer, trained by Willie Mullins. Uh, one or both may not run, but uh, as I say, that, that one uh, winner of a 17-runner Cork Grand National, uh, beating Deffy Blue two and a quarter lengths at uh, 11 to 1, price of 11 to 1 on softer heavy ground at Cork in early November. Again, horses that uh, run well in that race, the Cork Grand National, have been known to run well in the Paddy Power. And finally, uh, which one which definitely may not get in, which is Western Zara. Now, Western Zara I find interesting. Uh, that finished third of 12, beating six lengths behind Punitive uh, at Fairy House, 
uh, last time out earlier this month in the uh, Porterstown Handicap, another Grade B Handicap chase. Again, horses that run well in the uh, in the Porterstown at Fairy House go on to uh, run well, uh, or can be known to uh, go on and run well in the Paddy Power. Western Zara is obviously not expected to get in at 40, uh, number 44 on the race card at the moment. That's 66 to 1, uh, but can... Captain Kangaroo, 16 to 1. Recite Your Prayer, 20 to 1. And Frontal Assault at 10 to 1. I'll be playing uh, one, if not all of those, if we can get uh, a non runner, no bet somewhere down the line, Ben. It's tough, Tony. Um, Western Zara's interesting, even if not going for this race. Very unexposed type, the mayor. Um, I think I was just seeing she's actually one pound, not much, but one pound well in this race. You got one pound. Um, <laughs> But no, I think she's an interesting one to keep on in mind for somewhere. Uh, for but this race itself, Paddy Power Chase, uh, great race for the trends. Plenty of really strong angles you can dig into. Uh, one additional trend I would throw into the mix would be uh, the last fifteen winners of the race and twenty-three of the last twenty-five winners. Uh, they had zero or one previous handicap chase victory. So looking for one that still has some juice to be squeezed in, in the handicap chase company. Uh, like the Welsh National, plenty you could give some level of a chance to. Not always clear, as you said, exactly who's going to run, but a couple do catch my eye. Uh, firstly, I like the league of Take All, trained by uh, Seamus Fahey. Uh, he meets plenty of the trends that I, I dug up for the race. Um, I thought it was extremely noteworthy, not noteworthy that he ran a, a clear best last time out at Punchestown last month, a race that was over the longest trip he had raced over, two miles, six and a half furlong. Uh, he spent most of his career prior to that dotting about around two miles. Steps up to three miles for the first time in the Paddy Power, so completely unexposed at the trip. And there, there was plenty about his effort last time out that suggested the extra couple of furlongs here will suit him. Uh, he's got strong form in October to December period. Two wins, five places from nine starts. Only twice in that period he's failed to at least place. Uh, strong form in fields of 13 runners or more. Two wins, five placed efforts from eight starts. Only time he failed to place in those sort of fields was a fourth of 14. Run at this meeting the last two seasons. Finished third of 14 in a handicap chase last season. Third of 20 in a handicap hurdle in 2020. So take all is he's more than accustomed to the hustle and bustle of big fields at this meeting. Um, plenty of books are offering 33 one about him for this race, which looks massive to me. Um, I think he's very, very interesting runner for this. Take all from Seamus Fahiyard. Um Another one potentially catch my eye is Alpha Mix, but he is 45th on the list, one place behind Western Zara, so might not get a run, but uh, trained by Gavin Cromwell, owned by the one and only J.P. McManus, and J.P. McManus has owned the winner of this five times since 2012. Now, Alpha Mix ran in the race last year, uh, started relatively well fancied at 13-2, but he was hampered at the first, hampered by a faller at the ninth, and to be honest, he could just never land a, a, a proper blow or get a proper foothold in the race. Now, he ran from a mark of 137 last year. He's able to run off 129 this year. Not been seen since running third at Killarney in August, and it wouldn't surprise me if you know, he's been kept fresh for this. As I said, 
McManus likes to have the winner of this. <laughs> um, I think Alpha Mix is on a workable mark. I don't imagine they'd want to damage that mark prior to this race. Um, and he's 25s right across the board. So, yeah, I like Take All and Alpha Mix. They'd be my two tonic. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Uh, well, that's just about it. Nothing else to add. Uh, we've looked at our races, obviously through the uh, abandonments and postponements of racing this weekend. We've uh, we've had a look at uh, racing on the 27th, uh, which is fantastic enough as well. Uh, the Welsh National and the uh, Grade B Extended Handicap Chase, Paddy Power Chase over three miles at Leopardstown. That's off at three o'clock. Uh, the, uh, we, we've, we've got them together wonderfully as well, Ben, haven't we? The 250 at Chepstow is the Welsh Grand National. That finishes and uh, we're straight on to uh, the uh, three o'clock at Leopardstown, the Paddy Power Chase. Uh, which will be uh, which will be good stuff. But don't forget, of course, we've got uh, tomorrow. Um, uh, we've got our football top, middle, and bottom uh, championship, uh, League One and League Two in Scotland. But uh, th- many thanks for listening to the tenth edition of the Racing Pod Blast. We'll be back again next week, uh, where we usually are, where hopefully racing is back out of the deep freeze and running a bit smoother again. But until then, you can catch myself, uh, Tony McCormick, Monday to Friday on Epic Radio between five a.m. And seven racing news spotting headline back page and some great music you can listen to on a morning. And you can read more racing trends, stats, and insight from Ben over at narrowinthefield.co.uk. That's more from Ben over at narrowinthefield.co.uk. Thanks very much, Ben. Just on it. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> Thank you.